Malpractice insurance is one of the top expenses for a practicing healthcare provider. But when it comes to actually paying for the coverage, there are a variety of ways that it can be done. In today's episode, we're going to talk about the four different individuals and or entities that can be responsible for paying for malpractice insurance, along with the advantages and disadvantages of each. Armed with this information, you'll be better equipped to negotiate terms with potential employers, and you'll be educated on the potential risks that you'll be faced with as you decide which option is right for you. Welcome to Malpractice Insights, the show dedicated to helping healthcare professionals understand medical malpractice insurance and providing you with the solutions you need so that you can get back to the work of practicing good medicine. My name is Jennifer Wiggins, CEO of Aegis Malpractice Solutions, and I'm so glad you've joined us today. If you're new to our channel, welcome. Thank you so much for being here. We release a new episode every week, both on YouTube and your favorite podcast streaming platform, so be sure to like and subscribe to stay connected. All right, let's jump in. There are essentially four individuals and or entities that can pay for malpractice insurance, and it all comes down to the type of practice that you're involved in. First, let's talk about you paying for malpractice insurance yourself. If you're a solo practitioner, you will most likely be responsible for paying for your own malpractice coverage. This means that it's up to you to shop around, compare quotes and coverage options, and then select the insurance that you want. Obviously, you can use an agent to help you with this, but at the end of the day, it's your decision which company you select and you are in charge of paying the premium. This is the most expensive option of the four that we'll talk about today, but it's also the option that gives you the most control. When you're responsible for your own malpractice coverage, you're able to be more selective when choosing a carrier. You can pick the company you want, the type of coverage that you want, and you can get a policy that covers you anywhere you want to work. Until you've been in a situation where your malpractice insurance was provided for you and you essentially had no choice in the coverage provided for you, you probably won't fully appreciate this issue. But once you've been handcuffed into a policy that limits you in your ability to provide consent on settling a claim or dictates the type of insurance you're going to have to carry, you'll realize how much more control you have when you're the one calling the shots with your own malpractice insurance. So the pros of this option are paying for your own coverage gives you maximum control, but the cons are that it obviously costs more to you since you're the one footing the bill. So now let's move on to the second way to pay for malpractice premiums, and that is for your employer to pay it. If you're an employee of a hospital, health system, or even a large independent medical group, chances are your malpractice insurance will be paid for by that employer. Many hospitals are self-insured, which means they provide and pay for their own malpractice claims. If they're not self-insured, they likely have a network-wide malpractice coverage that every employee must participate in. This means that you have no control over the type of insurance that you have, the amount of coverage you have, and you are likely limited in your protection. 
Most employed physicians' malpractice policies are not written on a broad form. They are limited scope and duty policies. This means that your policy only covers you for claims related to the work that you do for that employer. If the incident that led to a complaint falls outside the scope of your job description or falls within a policy exclusion, you may not have coverage. If you're only working for this employer, then it's generally not an issue for you. But if you want to do any outside work, you must secure your own separate malpractice coverage. The pros of this option are, first, that your premium is paid for you and that you don't have the hassle of having to go find your own coverage. But the cons are that you have no say in the coverage that they give you. And while it might seem convenient for your insurance to be taken care of for you by your employer, there may be limitations in your malpractice policy that you are not aware of. We recorded a full episode on the three biggest areas of risk for employed physicians. So if you haven't listened to that episode yet, we'll link it for you here and in the show notes. It's episode number 15 of Malpractice Insights for those of you listening on podcast. So go check that out if you want to hear more. Okay, so we've talked about you paying for your own malpractice insurance, your employer paying for your malpractice insurance. So now let's look at option number three, which is when a third party or a contracted entity pays for your malpractice insurance. This option is a bit of a mix of the previous two combined. When a healthcare provider is working as an independent contractor, a 1099, PRN, or even a locums provider, most of the time they are responsible for securing their own malpractice insurance. However, many times the contracted entity will be willing to pay for your insurance or contribute a stipend or give you an allowance towards your premium. This option is really the best of both worlds because it allows you to get the malpractice insurance that you want the carrier that you want, the type of policy that you want, the limits that you want with broad coverage, but someone else is helping you pay for it. It may not be possible for the contracted entity to cover the total cost of your malpractice insurance, but even covering a portion of it for you puts you in an excellent position. Keep in mind with this option that it will be up to you to pay for and manage the coverage, and you will likely have to comply with some set parameters from the contracted entity. For example, they may require you to only buy coverage from an A-rated insurance company, or they may require you to carry a certain level of coverage, for example, a 1 million, 3 million policy limit. Sometimes we even see entities asking to be listed as the certificate holder, or they may ask for some vicarious liability coverage under your policy. Work with your malpractice insurance agent to ensure that you're doing your part to meet the requirements of the contracted entity without sacrificing your coverage. The pros of this option are that you get to control your own coverage for the most part. And you can often offset the cost by having your contracted entities pay you a stipend or give an allowance to help you pay for your coverage. The cons of this option are that you'll have to ensure that the policy you obtain meets the requirements of the contracted entity, and they may request certain permissions on your policy. And the fourth way to pay for malpractice insurance premiums is a combination of any of the previous options. 
In today's complex healthcare market, we see many doctors carry more than one malpractice insurance policy. You may have a malpractice insurance policy provided for you by your employer, and you may have your own supplemental policy for contracted work that you do on the side. Many carriers offer moonlighting policies or part-time insurance policies at a discounted rate, so obtaining additional coverage is pretty affordable. Having supplemental malpractice insurance for work that you do outside of your employment provides additional peace of mind and the coverage that you need to explore other opportunities. The pros of this option are that you get a custom coverage solution that meets the needs of your employer and yourself. The cons of this one is that you will have some out-of-pocket expense for a supplemental policy, but all in all, this combination option is an excellent one to consider. So which of these four options are right for you? As you consider the right way to move forward in your own medical career, it might be helpful for you to talk to a knowledgeable malpractice insurance agent to look at scenarios and possible solutions for your unique practice setting. If this is where you're at today, we are here to help. If you have any questions on this topic or you want to make sure that you're covered appropriately, click the link in the description box below where you can connect with us via phone, email, or chat today. And if you're listening, please visit us online at aegismalpractice.com. That's A-E-G-I-S malpractice.com. We have some great episodes lined up for you in the next few weeks. I hope you found this one helpful. If so, could you do me a favor and give us a like and leave a review and be sure to subscribe to our show so that you can catch our next installment of Malpractice Insights, where we're dedicated to helping you understand medical malpractice insurance and providing you with the solutions you need so that you can get back to the work of practicing good medicine. This is Jennifer Wiggins. Thanks for joining us.